Again, Scotland into the 22. Red pass. This time they've got an overlap. It's Turner. Turner. Well, perhaps he should have kept it, but Duan van der Merwe showing his power, and he's up to the line. Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of the Up and Under podcast, brought to you by Rugby Lad. Another pack show for you this week, guys. Uh, as always, I will be joined by the one and only Jamie Heaslip to look back on round one of the Guinness Six Nations. Plenty to talk about there, of course. Um, we'll also be looking ahead to Ireland's crucial round two clash with France in Dublin this weekend. And we've also got an interview coming up with former Munster and Ireland out half, Ron Nogara. Enjoy the show, guys. Yeah, in those situations, you you let Ireland have the ball, you fan out, you keep your defence. And then you kick it dead. Oh, Billy Burns, what have you done? The chance to put it close to the corner flag. Well, he did, but it was on the wrong side of it. And Wayne Tibax Wales have secured a victory for how tense, how nerve-wracking a climax was that. Billy Burns is absolutely gutted. Ireland fought so hard with 14 men, but it's Wales. Wales who have beaten Andy Farrell's Ireland. Right, so, Jimmy, uh, Six Nations is back. It was a decent weekend, Robbie, wasn't it? You know what? It was, it was great to have it back on TV, like international footy. Because no offense to the Pro 14, it's just getting a bit meh. You know what I mean? And we hadn't had European rugby for uh, for January. In January, I think I don't know about you, but for me, it was it was long and a tough month. I know we touched on this lock, this third lockdown, man. Oh my God, it was, it's been grim. So it was nice to have have it back on the tv it was really really nice and um i was kind of talking to a few players i was i was lucky enough to be allowed to go over and work at the game uh with all the different guidelines that are in place um and that was an experience i went over by ferry i felt like i had my own <laughs> private yacht because there was literally no one on it but anyway that's for <laughs> another day um uh i haven't been on a ferry since i was about 11. um but yeah, no, it was great. And um, yeah, like I said, it was great to be uh, working at it as well. And um, I always love working at the games and commentating on the games. So that was that was enjoyable. And I got to to, to interview Sexto during the week as well. And Yeah, I saw um, that, yeah, on, 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 um, on BBC. That was good. It was an interesting one. Give him a bit of a slagging. So go on, give, give, give me, so you watched it on BBC, you obviously didn't watch it, um, you said you had enough of Matt, and who else is on, who's on the show with Matt? Who's on, the, who's on with Matt? Uh, Jennings is on it, Jennings is a good pundit, but I, 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 I've had enough now of Matt Williams for, for, for one year, like, <laughs> I think we all have now. Matt obviously really likes being back in Ireland, because like, he could be in Australia living it up like Rob Kearney. <laughs> Um, who we saw, who we saw tear it up today for the force, but um, yeah, it was look, it was good to watch it. It was good to commentate on it. Um, on the outline, uh, I know we have the agenda is always to get through, but I think the I'm just pulling it up there. But the it's 
I think the better team didn't win. Agreed. And, and like one certain a few weeks ago. Well, like <laughs> the better team always wins there, you know. I still have to get the jersey. Don't cry. I have it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I have, I have uh, two stickers on the field. I love money. Uh, <laughs> but um, that sometimes happens, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And it's mad saying that when you consider they were down to 14 men, they're still the better team. What that means to me is that if I'm Wales, I wouldn't get carried away at all. No. Because you, sh- you should have been able to put put Ireland to the sword with 15 men at that, that level. Um, yeah. For that amount of time as well, like, was it 13 minutes you went off after? Like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 60 odd minutes you had, like, that's But then on the other, the, sho- the shoes on the other foot, because then if you look at, um, if you look at Ireland, you would t- actually take a lot of encouragement from that because with 14 men for as long as you did, it's still a five point game. And if you look at two of those tries, they're from really like preventable errors. Yeah. You know, you look, you look at, um, you look at the first try, right? And if I remember Gary looks to offload inside the Ireland 22 turnover, you know, um, Navidi throws a backdoor pass out. Um, I think Hendy gets caught around the rook a little bit, a little bit narrow, and they skin him into the corner pretty much. Um, And the second one, Earlsy kicks it out in the full. They come back for the line out. um, They get a penalty from the, uh, they get a penalty from that mall. And they have then they have penalty advantage, I think, from Murray High Tackle or something like that. Yep. Um and they, so they they've nothing they've nothing to lose, so they're just playing. And then um what's the the winger's name? Um is it what's his name? The flyer, the young fella for Wales. Oh um, uh, uh Yeah. Yes. Um another system error just before he gets his hand on the ball, that low bites in. He doesn't need to bite in. Uh, so he's he bites in and it just makes it too easy for Zaman. And he's an absolute like mm. he's got boosters in his feet, like, and he just absolutely tore for the corner. And uh, a great you've finish. The, num- you the numbers game there again as well, like because you're down a man, like so, like you know, you've got a guy sucked out, so you you are down that man out in that wide channel because I know it was a six that went off, but generally you have to flood the kind of middle channels, and that's what happened. Where maybe I know he did bite in, but at the same time he would be used to having an extra body there. You know what I mean? To, to a certain extent, I, I know it's the back line is is, is separate and stuff. But in that in that picture, I don't think that yeah. I don't think that man matters. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay. He he steps in. It's a, in my book, it's a bit of a system error. Yeah. Um. And something that's very preventable. So, but what I'm saying essentially is is two tries. Uh, from two errors or kind of combinations or uh, mounting errors that could be very very preventable. And then, like, that's that's 10 points. Like, I think he missed the conversion and he got a conversion. So that's actually 12 points, right? That's that's Ireland's win. Yeah. If, if you're looking like, at the, the, the red card itself, if we look at that first, because this is going to start off in the yeah. game. Now, we have an interview coming up with O'Gara later on in this show. And um, his way of looking at it like, was, look, it is a red card. I think you think it's a red card. I think 100%. it's a red card. A million percent, right. But uh, maybe kind of... Everyone says that okay, it was completely 100% intent from Annie and just stupid recklessness. And in O'Gara's, O'Gara's opinion, is that he was in control and that he comes in, hits that rock at pace. But then 
um, what's the same time, Francis' head kind of pops up last minute. So it, 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 as far as he's concerned, like the way it's gone now, look, if you want to hit a, a rock, you have to hit that rock at pace in order to get the man off the ball. He goes in at pace and at the last second, the head pops up. It's a red card, but at the same time, is it as is there as much intent there as people are saying that there is? So I'm, so I'm trying to get to. No, but it's reckless. Yeah. So, so like, if you're listening to the language on him, like, uh, personally, I don't think there's a whole lot of mitigating factors okay. to take it to take it away from it being reckless. Mm. So then it's a red card. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's tough and it's a dynamic environment, you know, like it's, it's hard. And sometimes referees get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. I mean, we could, we could go back and then start arguing about the, the, the high tackle on ring rows as well. Then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which well, is I, think, I think it's think that was yellow anyway. I think I, 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 think, at was yellow. I, I think at worst it was a yellow. Yeah. 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 It, was um, it, was, it was at least a penalty anyway, I would say, but it definitely wasn't a red, but a yellow, probably a penalty. Yeah. Um, exactly you could yeah. you could go yeah exactly I, that's what I'd, I'd be like you could push for a yellow but it's probably a penalty yeah um but with pete's i just thought he i i don't think there's any defending it um yeah. i think he has he he gets low very early um the head is kind of your man's in that awkward position as it is um, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but like they're, they're doing the right thing. They're, you got to remember why the reasons why they're doing this is player welfare, they're yeah. protecting the player, they're protecting head co- the concussions, all that sort of stuff. So there is a bit of a risk reward. It's kind of like yeah. when you go for a high shot and a guy, there's a risk and reward for it. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens around around Rook. I mean, um, Pete's not a dirty player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a dirty player at all. Um, he's a hard player, okay, and he's a tough player, and especially as a back row in that collision zone, particularly around rooks, because you've got it like quick rook ball is gold, right? And Ireland are very good actually creating quick rook ball for the whole game. Um, you know, you, you you're always borderline in terms of aggression, technique, um, and the dynamic environment that you're in like it's it's all these different factors that that really it's 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 hard to find the sweet spot of all the the factors but it's very easy to go outside that sweet spot if you understand me yeah and he was he he was outside he was outside the sweet spot because he got a lot right he got his technique right he was down low um but unfortunately he hit a guy in the head um and he he didn't exactly have he wasn't in the best technique picture wise. Yeah. So the referee didn't really have a whole lot of choice. Yeah. Um, no, I understand where coming from. That's just it. Now the frustrating thing is, is it's a weird thing. Like, it, like it's, so he's going to be annoyed that he let the team down. He's down to 14 guys. And I've no doubt he, he owned that in the change room afterwards. Right. But here's the, here's the ironic thing. Um, you know, I'd say, well, not ironic. I'd say he's annoyed as well now because he can't play for three games. Right. Mm. Okay, so that's the guts of the Six Nations gone from. Yeah, back for the last that's, game. That's it. Yeah, he back for the game. But will he get in? That's that's, that's a good question, right? That's a very good question. And then you also then it becomes like, okay, does he get on the lines then? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so so I always think, okay, what's happening now? What's happening next? And what's happening long? 
And like that's exact. like before the game, we were talking it up with myself, Sam Warburton, Martin Curry, or not Martin Curry, Martin Johnson. Yeah. And we were talk, talking about like, okay, now it's about this game and winning and, and kind of like um, how they perform today. Next is the Six Nations for these guys in terms of playing throughout the, the, the next couple of games. And then the long is it has to be the lines and putting your mm. best foot forward here. Um, or even what I was saying is now Six Nations, next lines and long World Cup. So if yeah. we think with the, to the framework of the long World Cup, again, you don't want to be, I've always said this to you, yeah. you don't like giving other lads chances. It's especially in that back row. Of all, of all positions in the Irish team at the moment, there's no position more competitive than six, seven, eight. And, and we we talked about this a lot about, okay, you know, and they put Pete in at seven, for example, during the autumn series and he went really well, okay? So now what do you do? Oh, Caelan Doris looks like he's not going to be around for a little while. You're bringing in Jack Conan, okay? Mm. He brings Reece Hullock in at six, um, keep, I thought Van der Fleer was very good the weekend. I thought maybe, Josh was maybe, really good. Yeah, but Sander and Nathan. And CJ was good. And I think yeah. um, uh, I'd like to see CJ still pa- like play a little bit more, like he has been doing a little bit more at Munster. Yes. Um, but but uh, he, I thought he had a superb game. He actually ran through um, Faletel <laughs> for a shortcut in the second half. I was literally like, whoa! That, that was impressive. But um, look, looking at the standout performers, I mean, like I thought Hugo Keenan was absolutely class. Yeah. I thought he was everywhere. Like yeah. he's like, if there was any doubt about this guy before today, which there was, is he that good? I think he could be our 15 going forward and could finally go, okay, we actually have a fullback now we can rely on that. Has he's, it he's definitely, he's definitely owning it right now. Okay. Yeah. And I love how he thinks. I love how he attacks. And like I was talking His to Sam Warburton. It's incredible. Talking to Sam Warburton. It was really interesting. He's like, you know, Lee is really safe. Yes. Right. Really safe. The kind of a defensive full back. Okay. But Hugo is, he's always looking to attack. Like, yeah. That's, that's the seven. Look. That's the seven in him. Like, you know what I mean? That's, the that's what point. I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was like, he's yeah. the seventh player. He's always yeah. going. And he, he always gets past the first defender. Like, yeah. it's really, really rare you see him not break that first tackle. And he runs in this really kind of languid, lucid kind of style. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the sevens again. Like, and it's his conditioning from the sevens is incredible because he's everywhere. Yeah. He, he, everywhere you look, he's there. Like, how is this guy? And he's still going at full pace, seventy minutes. I, th- it's, it's I thought, I thought he was really impressive. I thought, um, I thought Earls he had a quiet one purely because he, he didn't yeah. really get a, he didn't really he didn't get, get a whole lot of the ball. Yeah. Um, I thought Lowy was good in attack, but got shown up a little bit in defense. Yeah, couple um, good kicks. He's a good left leg, left leg option to have there. In fairness. Oh, he has a cannon of a left. Yeah, foot, that's oh, a handy. Wow. It's a, that's a handy option. I thought Robbie Henshaw was incredible. That's one of the best games I've seen Beth Earl in a very long time. Oh, you beat me to it, and I think I'm. I honestly think Gary and Robbie are our best 12-13 combo right now. Yeah. I agree with you. I thought um, Ring was, 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 was a bit quiet, but he did his job. And he, I, I said, I don't think he got an opportunity to get into the game much. But he, he kind of took he, the bull by the horns himself. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he did his job when you when you considered that they had a man extra and, the, and so there wasn't going to be a whole lot of space for him at times. Yeah. I still think he did really, really well. Um, who else? Byrne was phenomenal. That's that's probably that's probably his best game in Irish jersey so far as well. Yeah, and that, but we've been saying it for ages that we just want to see him get a go. Yeah, you know, a proper go. Um, and I think he really dominated it. Um, uh, Josh you know, you know, had a good game. CJ you know, had a good game. Porter, I thought Porter is is yeah. really starting to. He had a very good game. T- he's pushing. Uh, he's pushing the jukebox. 
Yeah, um, just on him, so I thought he had a very good cameo. He came on, he had a couple of like, he yeah. had a massive carry there in the last five minutes that kind of got us back into and nearly got us into the situation to win the game. Like, I think he looked like he could be fit enough to start next week and uh, you could do with him against France. Like, as, as, as good as Porter has been for long, he's just, you know, probably one of the best. I just don't think, I just don't, yeah, like Ty, he does everything a tight head props need to do and then he can ball. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? he's, he's ridiculous, like, for the size of him, like. And just yeah, to, exactly. I mean, he carries the ferocity, the tenacity, like, and just it takes two to three men to take him down every single time. Yeah, um, I thought, I thought, uh, uh, Herring, I just don't, I, I, he, he's solid, mm. but I, don't I, see I, it. I think Callagher brings more around the field. I know people are then going to go on about the lineout, um, but I think a lot of the lineout issues with Paulie in there are 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 going to be rectified. Because of the clarity Paulie brings, mm. with three um, steals in the first half, yes, um, yeah, on, on weekend, like you could see they, straight away, like that the lineup was improved, and they put a lot of pressure on overthrows and stuff as well. Um, mm. And I thought, I thought Keane was 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 good and solid as well. Um, so uh, it, you know what I mean. You go through the team. There's there's a lot more positive. Like it's it's going to be hard for them, and it's going to be frustrating actually for them doing the review and be like, oh man, like. Look at these system errors we made that resulted in tries. If we if we'd shut that down, we would have yeah. won with fourteen men. Yeah. And okay, how, like th- that would give them confidence now coming into this game with fifteen men um, yeah. going into France. Because by At the home. way, they can yeah, yeah. I don't think the home away thing really it doesn't can, it doesn't really help. Yeah, with, with COVID, it doesn't no. make a difference anymore, does it? But we better be careful against France because if we make those kind of system errors, France will will cut you apart. Dupont alone will cut you apart. We'll cut you oh, man. See he's how good just, he was the weekend. He's just... He, he's, he's playing already, at a different level to everyone else. He's completed moment, like. the game of rugby, like. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's just playing at a different level. Like, he's just, like, playing in cheat mode. Like, and no one can no one can get anywhere he's, near him. He's the John Oloma of, of John Oloma rugby right now. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? he's passing the ball and he's doing something. <laughs> but um, do you make any changes this weekend? Obviously, there's only one kind of really enforced change, and that's Omani. Like, who do you bring in at six? Do you bring, bring Ruddock straight in at six? And then post keep Flander Fair seven and then standard eight. Do you bring do you bring Furlong in straight in at at tight end? If, if I think James Ryan should be fit and Sexton should be fit, or they should be so today it sounded like they'd be all right. So your only real change there is who comes in for Amani. And it's a good headache, isn't it? Like, it is, but like there's 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 options there. Like that's the that's the good thing I would say about it. Like and you you've also got Will Connors there as well. You could also play him at six, or you can put Vander Fear at six. Or I think Ruddock is the, is a sensible option if if, if it's if it's me. I don't know. You would hope if, if, if it's me. If it's me, I think you go Ruds right yeah. and you you he's corner back in the squad as well. You start Ruds. You start Ruds. Yeah. And you leave the bench the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good um, bench. It's a good bench last week. The bench made a difference. It did. Um, yeah. And against, I just wonder, do you put, do you bring Jack on the bench? But if you bring Jack on the bench, see, because you don't have Pete now, right? You kind of limit your seven options. Mm. So, so. Um, you need a seven like Will Connors on the bench, don't you? you yeah, you probably keep Will there. Um, I don't think I'd make any changes, any other changes. Um, not that I can see, you know. Um, and the, but the only other thing from the that, that stood out from the game, you know, when we're talking about the game, is like we got to kind of talk about the elephant in the room. Obviously, is is the decision at the like at the end, getting themselves into a good position, and then the um, the kick to the corner. What's your take on it? 
I look as I said, I said it straight away. I do feel for the guy massively. Um, he hasn't been in that, I suppose, pressure cooker situation too many times. Um, he kind of, you know, when you're an out half, you kind of speak to all ass like you, you're, as I said, you're, as, as Sexton said during the week, you're either a hero or a villain. And Sexton even shouted at him from the sideline, kind of going, you know, you got to go for the five. And in that situation, when they're chasing the game, now, I don't know, personally, I wouldn't be pushing for the five there. I'd just be looking to get the ball into touch and trust my trust my pack. But obviously, that was what he was instructed to do. I don't think he took that onus upon himself. And it just came off his boot completely. And it was just a complete and utter calamity, an upper mistake. And these things happen. But is it good enough at that level? That's the other question. And is it good enough to have a player that makes those mistakes at that level? That's the the other question, but I do have sympathy for him, of course. Oh, yeah, like here, we've all made massive errors, you yeah. know what I mean? And and I've been on a field and made unbelievable bad errors. Um, you know, in hindsight, should he push it as hard? Probably not, but it's easy for me to say I'm not a kicker. Um, but that's you know, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's that's yeah. kind of that's if you're a game. captain in that situation, or what are you telling him? Like, are you telling him to push the corner? Yeah, no, I'm, tell, I'm telling him, like, yeah, kick kick the touch. You're not you're not giving him any specific instructions, okay, push it to the corner, or are you just telling him just get it out? Do you know what uh, I mean? Like, like I, no, like, I'm, I'm gonna say, like, look, just get it as close as you can, but like, you know. You know, don't push it. You know what I mean. That's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it looked um, like he tried to get every inch out of it. Like I don't. There was any need to get every inch out of it. Because, I don't think. I mean, I would say if I'm the pack, yeah, it's nice to be five meters out. But like, it's it's not a bad thing if it's if it's six, seven, eight, nine, ten meters. I'll take yeah. that all day because you know you're backing your drill. Mm. You know, you're 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 backing the drill, and all you need is five points as well. So you just need to like grind it if you if yeah. you know what I mean. If it collapses down, um. Just brings that conversation back again, like where we're just when you once you once you take a step back from Sexton, like just the, the quality of the level, well, the standard the chat, drops. Yeah, the chat we had, like sorry, not, not against Billy Burns, he's a good, he's a great ten, but like yeah. I'll say the same for any ten in Ireland right now. You know, the, everyone the chat before was Johnny, oldest player in the Six Nations, all this sort of stuff, and I was like, well, like he's the best. He's Tom Brady, like is what he is at the moment. But I, I, I wasn't even like I, I mean I was calling Tom the the Irish Tom Brady, but like, um, he, he was saying his wife is Giselle, the Irish Giselle. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? But anyway, that's for another day. Um, no, like he's got a, he's like, the gap between him and everyone else is it's it's too big and. Um, he, he's not going to just hand it over. He's not going to say, all right, yeah, okay, um, whatever age, here's the jersey. You know, these guys got to no, take it no off. There's no point when he's the best. He's still the best of saying Exactly, they have to take it off him. You don't just go, no one, no right, one's so taking it off him. Yeah, yeah, no one's, no one's like He took the jersey off, off of Gary, like when he came up, like he actually took it off him and goes, okay, you're, I'm better than you now. And he was. And O'Gara yeah. was, O'Gara was probably the best 10 we've ever had. He just come along, and goes no. I'm better than you now, and that's it. And now it's time to pass like, the torch. I mean, I mean, we were all excited about Joey Carby for a while there, but like obviously we haven't seen Joey for a while, you know. Yeah. And the chat of people like Harry Byrne and and, and um, yeah, you know, um, you've got Mads as well. Um, look, you got Paddy Jackson who's actually going really, really well in in UK right now, but he's he's never probably going to get picked again for Ireland. No, um, and you so like. You know, you got Jack Carty as well, but I think his time has kind of come and gone. Um, yeah. 
and you got Ross Byrne as well, but still you've got all these tens, but the gap is still too big. And, and so until someone steps up, um, and the thing about people like Harry Byrne and that, they're in Leinster, they've got to take it off them in the club first. So they're no, they're not going to come wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um so, so people got to step up. So it did it did highlight that gap. And um, so that's one downside. But the, the positive side is that, you know, other people coming off, like uh, Hendy came on, showed the impact he can do. We talked about Will Connors, uh, Tyg. You know, we're getting real depth. So when, we talk, so when we talk about that long game that we touched on at the very, very start of the World Cup, we're getting into a much, we're getting into a really, really good spot, I think. Yeah. So what do you think? Will it, can we? Can we? Okay, first of all, I know we can beat them this weekend. But will we? Are we good enough? I mean, after what you saw from France, after what you saw of Ireland, I know it's there's no fans there, but you are in the Aviva, so it'll give you maybe it might give you a five percent or ten percent advantage as opposed to like twenty or thirty percent advantage as it might normally would. You know what I'm looking off. up? I'm I'm looking up. I'm looking up what the bookies are saying, right? Out of curi- just out of curiosity. I would say France would be obviously, I'd say slight favourites. I can't see them giving them being massive favourites because, you know, Ireland played well the weekend. They're at home. What would you give it? What would you give it? What handicap I'd, would you give Ireland? Ah, I'd say, I don't know, five or six or something like that. Do you have it closer? They have yeah. it three points. Well, yeah. that's probably fair enough. I think, I think, you know what I mean? If they play, if they played the way they played, Against Wales for eighty minutes with fifteen men, they have mm. a very good chance of beating France. And and you you like to hope that like Italy were appalling, right? And um, I think it was a good like run out for the French guys, but like that wasn't really. So you saw that WhatsApp picture I sent you of the Italian defence with there's seven of them on one side and a five man French overlap on the right side. One of them isn't even facing the right way. <laughs> So as soon as I saw yeah. that, I was like, I mean, I'm pretty sure we defended better than that at junior cup level in, in secondary school. <laughs> so I think I'm pretty sure we did. Like, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see where France are against a good team. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since they've got kind of to come together because they didn't have their first team against England that All Nations Cup match. That was the kind of kids. So it's yeah. been a while since they've come together. Like it was when they, actually when they last played us, and we weren't in the best of positions. We're in a much better position now than we were back then because mm. we were a lot of players out injured. So we've a much stronger bench and a much stronger squad. And we're Andy Farrell has got Paul O'Connell on board. He's had more time with the players. So we're a better team. But are they necessarily a much better team than when they played us? That's the question. I, I think our we've we, we're definitely seeing a more expansive way of playing, and I you can see Paulie's focus coming to to not just the lineup but the rook because. We had consistently quick ruck ball because there, there was. It looked like there was a way more of an active um, focus on um, on being really dynamic uh, and precise and intentional at the ruck, um, mm. either the ball carrier or the ruckers. You know, example was um, Ty Burns try. You see Josh Van der Feer, he. He gets close to it and he he knows straight away he can't reach for it. It was very clever. Right. Was, yeah. See that yeah. how quick that ball came back. Yeah. Very and clever, think, very unselfish of him. Look. Yeah, and I think it's Keen Healy absolutely blasts the rook <laughs> and like basically like, puts it on a platter for uh for a tiger bird. But you know, in he goes. And and there was just that intentionality by the ball carrier and rookers to 
to have the ball on the plate and have quick quick rook ball for our players to play. And that's where then you see Robbie coming into it. You see Gary coming into it. And you'll see that back three come more and more into it. If we can do that, we can cause France problems. But France look good, man. They look really good. And their defense is like Sean Edwards has them, has them purring. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and it seems to be percolating. You watch a bit of top 14, it's coming into all top 14, the way they're all playing now. They are getting up off the line very aggressively. So, so, um, is there a way to stop to a punt? Like, is there something I know? Like, it's, it's such a tricky position, like trying to shut down the scrum half. I mean, what's the best thing to do to shut a guy down like that who literally has like every single string to his bow? There's nothing he can't do. See, so he's a threat himself. Okay, so he demands respect around the rook, mm. and then because he will look, he'll have a snipe, he'll do all sorts of things. Okay, um, he'll he, he's a constant threat in the ball, so around the rook and in the backfield. Because he all, all one of the tries he saw, he just saw there's no full back, so he just thinks it in behind, off you go. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a pretty good educated bet because inside the 22. There's more pressure on the on the defending team to kind of regain that ball than anything, you know what I mean? And if they do regain it, they're probably in a bad position anyway. Um, but anyway, sorry, he he so he becomes a threat. He demands respect around the rook. That then tightens up that first, second, third receiver or defender. Yeah. yeah. And then and that the the knock on effect is that they have the players outside of that Teddy who demand on. yeah, who demand the respect as well. So you know, you you have any sort of system error, you get your spacing wrong, you overcommit to the rook, something like that, and they will, they've players scattered throughout the field that will exploit that space. And then on top of that, up front, they have some absolute beasts as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Who can get over the gain line, who can play a bit of ball, um, who can play a dynamic game as well as get into an arm wrestle. So th- they're a very good, well-rounded team. Um, and and that's why we have to be on our game. We can't make the kind of system errors that we made as a team. Yeah. Um, and we've got to be able to 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 punish. Again, we we can't have another game where we have all the territory and all the possession, and we and we don't come out on top of the scoreboard. Yeah, I agree with you. Right. So when we call it, who's going to win? Give me your prediction. I'm gonna. I'm calling a. I'm calling a narrow, very narrow Irish victory. Yeah, I'm saying Ireland by five. Sorry, right. I'll go along with that. Yeah. I'm saying Ireland by yeah three or four, three or four. I think I think I think they're going to come back out this weekend. I think I think they're going to be buoyed on by the weekend. I think if anything, I think it was actually even though they didn't get the result, and I think that blows the whole competition wide open because. I'm not scared of Wales. Wales aren't going to go on and beat France. And Wales are going to. I tell you what, though, Wales beat France. Scotland. Uh, I think oh, Scotland well, now, like Scotland, if, are, if like, they, they have a good if, squad, but like Scotland are kind of notorious for like they have one or two big performances in them. Yeah, but like it's it's just spaced nicely for them. If they if they do a job yeah. in Wales, they just have a lot of momentum. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, um, no, it's it's one of their strongest ones because Hogg is playing the best rugby of his career. Red Pat seems like a serious sign, and Hamish Watson is playing well. They have to bring in your man in um, Van der Meer on the, on the wing, who's an absolute monster. I think it's mm. one of the strongest squads they've had in a long time. 
But, yeah, but they're they're an injury away from being decimated. You know what I mean? That's the thing you um, see. They have no real depth behind that. Like they have a nice, good kind of like 15, 16 players. No, I'm just saying it's the, the look. This thing could be over for us if we don't win. Oh, well, yeah, we need to win this weekend. It's like yeah. you're you're not you're, you can't win a six nations if you lose this weekend. You can't. You don't, you're not going to win a six nations if you lose in two games. That's I don't think that's yeah. ever happened, has it? I don't know actually. I but the, the flip the flip side of it is is the reason I say it's a big one and keep an eye out for Scotland that if they like I don't think Wales are up to much and I think these I think Scotland can do one on Wales and that just gives them a lot of momentum for they um, they've got us in Murrayfield yeah but they had just the way they have a nice break then they have the momentum then they can reset go yeah. again hard reset and then it's a final push mm, never know never know I mean look I mean if if if, if when everything's happened in the last uh, 12 months has been so bizarre be a nice way to top it off by Scotland when it is six nations. <laughs> no offense, Scotland. If there was any year where the most bizarre thing has happened, Scotland win the Six Nations. I'm actually I'm interested. Either. The last thing I wanted I wanted to ask you on, because you're obviously our uh token rugby anorak. Um ah. what ha- <laughs> what what happened with the um with the world rankings today? How did all, all the world rankings got changed around, didn't they? Uh, there wasn't much movement today. So basically, Wales have gone up a spot from is it eight to seventh. And England have dropped from second down to third with New Zealand overtaking them. We didn't budge at all. Boss. What are we at? We are fifth with France ahead of us. And if we beat France by 16 points or more this weekend, we'll go to fourth, which I don't okay. see. Again. No. <laughs> But that's kind of where they are at the moment. Like, but we're at that stage now where our rankings don't really make it, don't really matter anymore because they've, 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 they've already done they've it. They've already done. They've already drawn the World Cup, like so. But we still watch it, like, because we like being high in it. <laughs> it. Gives us a yeah, bit of that. No, we can win no, something, it, like <laughs> we can win being second. <laughs> um, no, Highlight it's, of our week. I just, yeah, no, I just, I, I think, I think all the Welsh people were talking about it because they went up the spot. <laughs> They, yeah, like, they, went up, they went up from like eight to seven. Like, ooh. They, um, they went above, no, uh, who was it? Argentina, they overtook, who have played like one game in the last year and a half. <laughs> I tell you what, though, you know, it, it was it was really interesting just watching the styles of play uh, over the weekend. And um, I'd be slightly worried about us playing Scotland coming into that Paddy's Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the last game, isn't it? No, I think we no, we've England last game. Oh, sorry, we've England. We've England, we've Scotland week. and England. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. So, so I mean, like the way this is panning out for that's why I mean, like for for Scotland, it's kind of panning out okay. It, like game wise, like we've got we've got a lot of pressure on us this weekend. I don't, I don't, I don't know if people have really copped on to how you know. In terms of a Six Nations, we need we need to win this, and and we need to win it for. I think we need to win it for a couple of. We, we need to start getting a return on this this dominant territory possession because we've had mm-hmm. a couple of games now where we've dominated in that front, but the other team has just kind of sat back and picked us off. Um, and France, you know, France can can win with very little ball. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to start seeing a bit more return on that and a bit more inventiveness. And like we were very good at controlling the pace of the ball going through the phases, but it took us a long time to unlock um, Wales, you know, you know, and we didn't unlock them a whole lot. So 
I'd just like to see a bit more on that. But I am liking to see the headwinds. We, we, I, I'm, 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 I don't know about you. What do you, what do you think? Are you enjoying what you're seeing and and the kind of headwinds that we're seeing from the Irish side? As I said, I after I was speaking about this week, I like, should say, you know, you know, I honestly think like they are improved, but I do think that has been an issue for us for quite some time is the fact that we do have a lot of possession. We do make, we get over the game and we get good ground, but then we just don't come away with any points. We might come away with three points. We're, we're not ruthless enough. We're not clinical enough. And that's been a problem since before Farrell's That's been a problem towards the end of Joe Smith's tenure. And it's just, I don't know if it's a mindset thing. I don't know if it's a kind of, I don't know, I can't pinpoint it. Like, But we're just not clinical enough. And we haven't been clinical enough for a long time, whereas... Even even when we counterattack, you know, we're kind of a bit laboured, a bit slow. Do you know, I, I noticed the weekend, like kind of at the start, we we're getting some really good clean rock ball, but kind of Connor was a bit laboured, a bit slow to get the ball out. Then when uh, Peter went off, we started getting some good ball again. Then all of a sudden he started ejecting pace and just like, oh, wow, look at this. We're moving, we're moving. There's 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 mobile back rows there. There's space out wide. You've got Henshaw running great lines, ring rows running great lines. As soon as we inject a bit of pace and get a bit of movement going, we're a much better team. Yeah. We kind of seem to just get lazy and get laboured when there's no need to get laboured and lazy. I would like I would like to see Murr just because he's such a good runner with the ball and he's so big and fast. I'd love to see him test people around the rook a little bit more. Yeah, more kind of um, a Mike Phillips like he did it. Like he used to do it like before. If you go back to well, you saw James Jameson when Jameson came on. That's what he was doing the whole time and. Yeah. Ireland got a, a lot off it, not yeah. just off the breaks that he made, but because he was looking to fish players out and they had to sit down and respect them, like yeah. people do for du- du- DuPont. It freed up other other areas for people like like Ty to run onto, like, you know what I mean? Um, it's just, I would like to see a, a little bit more of it, um, but look, that's just a personal preference. But it, it would it would help free up space and make us a little bit less add to the unpredictability nature that we're trying to evolve. Yeah. And, and then it would help others out obviously a little bit more, but um, yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to the weekend again. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have to listen to, to Matt on this one, chief. Um, oh, you know what you should do? You should do, you should like ask people, you should do one of these like alternative commentary things. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. What is? No, there you go. No, what you want is alternative punditry. I don't mind the commentary. We've always got good commentators, but alternative punditry is what you want. That, that's there's yeah. a new thing. There's there you go. Let's start. It's, there's there's a new <laughs> business well, venture. I reckon alternativepunditry.com. You should you should put it out to the people. Like you could stick it behind Patreon or something like that for a fiver. I don't know, whatever, right? And. uh you sit down with some buddies and you have it on, like kind of what Joe Rogan does. You know, he puts he puts yeah. it up on TV and you chat about it and you get you get your cans of Guinness that you were showing me last week, <laughs> and uh, you just you have a couple of pints having the chats with the lads watching the game. That's true. Obviously, I'm too busy typing, too busy writing, too busy, too busy, too busy speaking to the masses, too busy tweeting. I've never, too honest bu- to God, like I said, like it's been so long since it's been such a busy weekend of rugby. That like my fingers are actually like fit to fall off after the weekend. They're actually sore from typing. I was like, it's just been a while now since I've been this busy. 
<laughs> I thought you were meant to be this like hard lad from Limerick, like. No, no I'm here. No. You're you giving out about. Oh, I'm typing too much yeah, on my fingers. Two, two, two months of, of dilly dallying around, like it's sitting on your hole watching Netflix. Uh, we'll do that to you, like you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing my hands were doing were quick raising up a can of Guinness. It's about it. Oh, really? That's all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so look, we'll leave it at that. We're, we're calling before this last leg has been more. We're calling Ireland to win this weekend. We're obviously we're, we're not like England are going to be Italy. That's a stupid question. It's a rhetorical yeah. question. And I think we're going to go with you, and I'm going to say the Scots will beat the Welsh. Yeah, and that'll be it then. And that'll be it. And that'll, that'll set us that'll up. Be, that'll set us up, and then we just have to beat Scotland, and we'll win the Six Nations. And we're again. Brilliant. <laughs> it's easy as that. See, there you go. There's your lockdown. Forget about lockdown. We win the Six Nations and everyone will be happy. And we'll win the Six Nations and then come the 1st of April, the pubs will be open and we can go out and celebrate. Oh. End of that. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> all right, Chief. Uh, I will talk to you during the week. Be good. Yeah, all right. Take care. See you in a bit. Good luck. Rory Betts holds on to the back of those in front. Discipline. Patience the key aspects now and Paul O'Connell no better man to lead with that example O'Callaghan back in to help Stringer looks to set it up O'Gara has now dropped back into the pocket Wallace in front of him as the protector clock ticks to three minutes, Ireland continue to pick and go. It doesn't get more intense than this moment. Peter Stringer urging his pack, Marcus Horn in particular, to get up and defend. They've almost nothing left to give. Horn for David Wallace, and Wallace is helped by Paddy Wallace. And Ireland in position. This must be it. This must be it for Ronan O'Gara. Drop it, goal! Grand slam at stake! He's got it! Yes! <laughs> Would you believe that? Next up, a chat with former Munster and Ireland out half, Ronan O'Gara. Um, Ronan, um, you of all people know just how difficult it is to, to play as an out half, particularly at test level. Looking at uh, Billy Burns's missed uh, touch finder at the weekend, do you have a bit of sympathy for him, or do you think that you know you expect more from him at that level, and he should have just made a safe touch? No, I, of, of of course I do because I understand the subject very very well, and I suppose, uh, like it's very interesting for me to understand what the top policy is with the with the kickers because. Uh, you can only accurately comment on the people that you work with, you know. So whether it's a Richie Moanga for me or a in Ohio West or a Jules Plisson, but like you have to have um, that that visualization and that process kind of spoken through with them before before um, you, you kind of put it into practice, and and obviously. I'm not too sure how many opportunities in the past uh, Billy Burns has had in that position. I wouldn't say he's 
had that same scenario. So that's what experience tells you what it is. But for me, I got to use the analogy of, you know what I mean? It's, it's like a golfer in the fact that nowadays the, the five meter line is the goal line for a kicker. So, you know what I mean? That's probably sounds a bit strange to people, but like the, the corner flag, as in the traditional corner flag, is of no relevance. You cannot get a line out nearer the five meter line. So, you, 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 why would you even think of kicking for the corner flag, you know? So, your new corner flag is a five meter line. Okay. So, you know, on a bad day that you cannot go out of bounds over, over the five meter line, but you're out of bounds, you have a kind of 4.99 meter out of bounds range, which as a kicker is quite big. Okay, but on the other side of that, to get a line out five meter out, you got to aim for the five meter line, but your error rate can be the five meters previous to that. So if you can follow me, you have corner flag is the new five meter line. Okay, you come back here, and then you, if you miss your, your target by five, you have a line out 10 meters out. Okay, you know you're out of bounds at five meters, which is in the red, you cannot go there. But you're going to get rewarded if you go out of bounds by four meters because you get the line out five meters out. So it's, it's a desperate uh, or a great feeling to have, depending on, on whether you're, you know what I mean, feeling it. But you could, like, it's still quite a lot to work with as a kicker, yeah. which I think... If you're looking to hit the five meters, it be, and in training it's grand, but put yourself in that scenario where you need to, it's a one meter target, it's small. Yeah. So it was just, you know, it's just what he learned from it. That's the most important thing. What do you learn from it? Because what's, it's disappointing yesterday, and he'll be the most disappointed. He doesn't need to be told, but it'll be more disappointing. F- for him, if in the next scenario for Ulster in a Heineken Cup game or for Ireland in the future, that he does the same, then people will get frustrated and annoyed with him. Yeah, I get you, I get you. Looking at the game as a whole, Ronan, um, I mean, you know, it was always going to be an uphill task losing Peter so early on. But like, you have to, suppose, applaud the character and look at the lineup was improved, the attacking space, they, they, there was a lot, of, a lot of standout players, scored a good try, they looked to move the ball. I mean, we're, I know we lost, but like, we, can we look at that game with plenty of positives, I suppose, can't we? Yeah, you're, you're right, and it depends. It's the same. It's the great old subject of are you a glass half empty or half, half full person? You know, I, I, you, I think only people involved in sport at high level understand, especially in rugby, what losing a, red, a guy after 13 minutes to a red card is. I mean, it's different, I think, in soccer where you can change a, a lot of things in terms of you know, I mean, 11 against 10 is, is a little bit different because uh, the rugby, in the rugby pitch, obviously a lot more space and taking the guy out of the defensive line or him not being the extra link in the wide channel and attack, it, 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 um, it, um, it affects you. But in fairness to Ireland, they, they rolled up the sleeves and they went after it. And that will be what I think they'll be doubly annoyed with because... Like 6-0 down, they had done a brilliant job. We're playing with tempo, as you say, playing with width, playing with variation. But even in that period up to 13-6, they let themselves down with a few probably uncharacteristic skill set errors. 
and, and that will frustrate, you know, Erzy missed the high ball, Ringrose kicked the ball out, Johnny had a kick block, Johnny had a high tackle, a decision around the breakdown, you know, a penalty in front of the post, gift for half penny, what's a ruck, what's a tackle, uh, and then they keep the ball and they put Wales under pressure and Wales give up penalties from, from the ill-discipline. Then Henshaw puts on a bit of magic and they play a bit of a, a game in, in the chaos, which they seem a lot more comfortable with. And they go 13-6 up and James Law is banging the ball 60 metres with a great left peg and uh, an awful lot of, of promising stuff. And at half time, I'd say it was a, the, the dressing room would have been pumping. Yeah. Do you notice that Ireland play a lot better when they inject a bit of pace and they're kind of they don't do that enough? I noticed like they were getting a lot of clean ball in the first twenty minutes and Connor was kind of a bit bit slow, a bit lazy to get the ball. But then all of a sudden they started injecting a bit of pace. Ireland can move and they have the players out wide and they have the, the mobile back rows there to, to actually get over the game line and they don't do it enough, do you think? Yeah, I, I and it, it, like as I said earlier, I think um it was fascinating for the start of February. The weather conditions offered up were great for uh for obviously rub well for France and Italy and Ireland and Wales, uh, the England game was different, obviously. But uh, you were able to see the guys who had good skills. And as you said, yeah, I think we're better at changing the point of attack. And you could see definitely uh, new additions with the width we had in our game. I think, as you said, all right, that there were probably... Uh, in the inside channels, we're probably planting a little bit and passing as opposed to we can we probably have that second more and we can attack a little bit more and then with the pass. And that leaving make it harder for the defence on the outside. But it's an area where uh, I think the coaches will be happy with because they'll see if we keep at this, we're not far away from it. Going back to uh, Billy Byrne for a second, Ronan, um, just on a personal level, how difficult will it, will it be for him to, to bounce back from this? But sure, that's where we'll see his character now. That's who we'll see who he's made of. It's... It's all well and good when everything is rosy. He's had a setback. Everyone in plays in top-level sport is going to have setbacks. So, you know, he can feel sorry for himself last night, but he'd want to get, you know what I mean, chin up today, get back to work and uh, get working on it straight away. Looking at France this weekend, Ronan, um, they're probably overdue a Six Nations Championship at this stage today. I mean, if you look at last year, barred that red card against uh, Scotland, probably should have won it, but... You know, is that something that we could, should be keeping an eye out? I mean, they could make a mistake like that again because it's it's characteristic of them to do something silly like that, like they did it in the World Cup as well. But that's possible with them too, you know. So that gives us hope because as we've seen from the weekend, uh, we're all talking about form, but like the most important form now is discipline because the rock is, is so probably open to interpretation as it is. Clean outs becoming dangerous. Like it's just how do you what advice do you give a current back row player about poaching about clean outs it's like I, I, the big massive takeaway for me at the weekend is you know live in action the referee on the pitch it's a clear out nothing wrong totally unavoidable to being stopped 40 seconds later by his TMO we need to look at something and then his language changes too because we're looking at a still. It's foul play. It's from a distance, high speed, hitting the head, not in control, high danger, sanctioned as a red card. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's so, like, it's so, I do think he was in control of his body. 
I, 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 do, I, I didn't think it was high danger. It was a twist. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It was the key point because I, so many times we land on the back of Francis because mm. of the way Johnny cleared him and he went around to have a look. The head pops up. Like that happens like that. It's, it's so hard. So what do you tell a back row player these days, Ronan? If you have a poke up or uh, in my team, Botia from Fiji, who plays seven and 12 locked onto a ball, you have no chance of removing them unless they're coming at high speed. Like that's not going to change. Obviously, the one area that isn't up for debate is if it's a headshot, it's a red. And unfortunately, Peter caught Francis in the head. So we don't have a, a discussion today. But it's... It's going to be, uh, I would say, you know, this, the, you, could, you're gonna, you could have a red card a game. You said there a few years ago, Ronan, um, that you felt like, you know, the, the French had a different mentality when they came to training. Um, has that changed since your, your, your first stint with, with Racing? I think that's, I think they're very, uh, um, very organised now in terms of uh, ver- most of the other Six Nations teams. I think um, they would be big into GPS and big into high meter uh, speeds and accelerations. And uh, a lot of their um, data would be, I think, similar to the other nations speaking to a few of the fitness coaches here who are friends in the French team. So, uh, yeah, I think um, they're very, uh, very much in sync with what's going on in world rugby. And I think under Galtier, they they have a lot of coaches and they have a lot of people where uh, everything is, you know what I mean, uh, defined as, you know what I mean, the line-out coach or the rock coach is 12 minutes, the attack coach is 20 minutes, defence coach is 12 minutes and it's bang, 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 bang like that and you've got to win the transition and they train at very high intensity on a Wednesday before a test match and if you cannot do that session, you won't feature on the weekend. And was that different some years ago, I know you've maybe a little Yeah, bit I think it was completely because of the... I think the mentality has changed. It was unbelievable to think when I was coaching my stint in wrestling, you'd some guys, you'd hear that some guys, you know I me mean, weren't interested in going to French camp when they were there. That's, that's very, very strange. Now it's the complete opposite. They're, they'd, they'd run the 200 kilometres from La Rochelle to get to French camp. Just uh, one final one for me, Ronan. Um, I saw you admiring Stuart Hogg's absolute monster of a touch final there at the weekend. Uh, is the spiral finally going to make a comeback? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a skill that needs a lot of work. But once you nail it, you have it for life and it's undefendable as you look because it skids off a wet surface, England Twickenham. It was, it was the kick of the day. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's coming back. It's coming back. There's momentum building. <laughs> Everything is good in the world. <laughs> good to see you. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers, Ronan. Be good. All right, so guys, that's it for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it and chat to you again next week. Stay safe.